welcome back to another episode of On The Bench. My name is Joseph Esposito, and as always, I will be your host for tonight's proceedings. Episode 6 now of, uh, of Season 3. And uh, we're, we're, joined, we're, back to, uh, we're, we're back to three on the show tonight. We've, we've got our, our tech man here, Mr. Lachlan Fuller. Lachlan, how are you going? Good, mate. Good to be back. Yeah, back, back, in, back in the hot seat. And of course, we're, uh, again, as always, joined here by uh, Oliver Lamont as well. Oli, my friend, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Espo. Locke, how you doing? Good to have you back. Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, no, happy to be back. Yeah, get rid of the dust, mate. Yeah, brush, brushing it off. It blow be good to blow the cobwebs song. off the mic. Yeah, no delay, no delay. So I'll be no, here live no. with you. No, you'll be right. No, uh, anything been going on, boys? Anything uh, exciting? No? <sighs> not really. It's international break, mate, so there's just not much going on in my life. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a bit of a, I don't know, a random... It's, what it's am I going to do this weekend? It's a random international break. Yeah, I know. I know. We'll probably watch the uh, the Denmark uh, futsal team play the the Slovakian national side. Do the, sorry. Do the um do the internationals mean anything, or is are they just friendlies? It's just friendlies. But I'm sure. Have you heard about the uh the, the Denmark debacle? Were their squads too thin or something, and they've had to take a futsal player? Futs multiple. That's all I read. Futsal really? Players. Yeah. Yeah. What so, was the go? Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a real random situation. But yeah, so apparently they, they've had to select a handful of futsal players uh, for an outdoor game against Slovakia, So, which should be... What a, what a moment for those guys. Yeah, I know, I know, exactly. That's one way to get uh, to get a national call-up. But, um, well, look, yeah, we were going to, we were going to um, you know, we did post in the week saying that we were going to look at the uh, international uh, break results, but there isn't anything of, you know, uh, extreme substance. But I'm um, actually touching on internationals uh just last week we, we spoke about the whole uh son issue and uh south korea and you know that, that potential um oh, what was it uh, the potential uh national service uh, if they mm-hmm. if they didn't come through victors in the uh, the asian games and uh they happened to beat japan in the final 2-1 so the coast is clear and uh son will return back to spurs along with well, not back to spurs but along with the rest of the national side uh, they've all been uh, their their slate is wiped clean, uh, so I'm sure that'll be a massive relief. I bet for Pochettino Son. and uh, Spurs fans um, oh, take a deep sure. breath and sigh of relief. Yeah. Oh well, I mean we spoke about the, how how important he is to that side, so it's um you know great news uh, in in terms of that situation uh, for Son and the rest of the South Korean side. But look, yeah, tonight we are still a week or two away uh, from the Champions League group stage kicking off, but we thought that tonight that that would be our main focus. Uh, so it'll hopefully be a bit of a shorter show tonight, 45 minutes or so. And we'll uh, look into uh, the groups. And we've got a whole, we've got four fantastic fan questions uh, that have come through during the week. And then, of course, we will finish with a quiz. We're back on the quizzes this week. So, um, Ollie, I might slide, I might uh, pass it over to you for Group A, my friend. Maybe you can uh, give us a quick rundown. Yeah, cool. I guess um, looking at Group A, um, for those who don't have the image of the groups up, Group A consists of Atletico Madrid, Dortmund, Monaco, and Club Rouge. Um, so I guess from a from a neutral fans perspective, um, this should be an interesting one. It's um, it looks like a bit of a three horse race. I'm not too sure. You know, I bet you know I'm not really too familiar of, as to what Club Rouge will bring to the table, um, which makes it you know all the more exciting. So looking at the other three, it's a bit of a three horse race there. Atletico, Dortmund, Monaco. You'd really think three? That, what's that? You you think it's a three? You don't like I I don't think Monaco will have enough at all. Yeah, they might not, but you 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 never know. They 
a couple of seasons ago when they had that their their wonder squad they went they went pretty far and Jardim's still at the at the head of that so who who knows what they can bring to the bring to the party you think Athletic Atletico are probably the favourites to to win the group um, but but Dortmund have a have a pretty strong squad now probably it's the best squad they've had since the Klopp era they'll be pushing on for more especially in the Bundesliga as well as going progressing further in in this competition as well. So I think um, you know for for me, it's it, that's an exciting group as a neutral. I can't really pick you know what what's going to happen. Hopefully Monaco come through with a bit of an upset. I think Atletico will you know stick stick to what they know, play that quite defensive style, and that'll make for an interesting matchup against you know Jardim's more attacking based style of football, as well as you know how the the strides that Dortmund have made. Um, you know that that should be an interesting. An interesting group, nonetheless. But I think um, Atletico will go through, followed by Dortmund. Um, I think uh, that one looks. That's what I reckon would how it would take place. Um, you yeah. boys, yeah, Lockie. What are, what are your thoughts, mate? Who, how do you, uh, do you do? You disagree at all there with anything that all you said in terms of um, the uh, the lad of the group? No, nah, um, I mean, the only thing would be for for Monaco. Um, I was just looking at them the other day. They're sitting 13th on the table in the league with only one win so far out of their first four um, mm-hmm. compared to Club Bruges, who I think could could be the dark horse in this group. They're top of the um, top of the Belgian Pro League at the moment with five wins and one draw. So yeah, I guess if forms anything to go by in the Champions League, you never know. But um, look, I mean, I, will, I, I predict an upset. I wouldn't mind seeing Club Bruges get out of the group stage probably with um, Atletico Madrid knocking out Dortmund. But, I mean... Oh, but do you think that's, that's a bit of that's wishful such thinking? A, yeah, a it's such a huge thinking. ask for, for Club Bruges. Yeah. Oh. Don't, don't forget, they've got to play yeah. six games against uh, yeah, yeah, true. You know, three teams that are, are much stronger than them. Yeah, but in saying, like, in saying that, like, you know, I, I know we are being, you know, modest here. I mean, you know, we are giving them the benefit of the doubt. But... If Club Bruce can have, if if they can be strong at home and you know nip, nip a draw here and there, maybe away somehow, or not, I don't say somehow. You know they obviously deserve to be there. Uh, then, you know, I guess then, you know, it'd be wrong of us to say that they're not every chance. So, well, they start at home. They play Dortmund first at home. So I guess it'd be dependent on that. If they if they lose, that's pretty much going to be the make or break for them that first fixture if they lose to Dortmund then it's going to be a, a real struggle then they're always chasing and you don't yeah. want to be chasing no so that'll be one to look for for sure for sure well uh, look we might slide over I'll take this I'll, I'll take group B quickly uh, well, hopefully hopefully quickly hopefully they get caught not for too long so this is one of one of the I'd say a handful group of deaths uh, in this in this draw definitely you know, making a case for it to be the group of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the group B that contains Barcelona, Spurs, PSV, and uh, a return to the Champions League uh, for the once mighty Internacional, or should we say Inter Milan, as they are more commonly known now in the modern game. So with this group, um, I, I'll just, I guess I'll just pose a few questions here for you boys. My first one to you, Ollie. Is you know oh, it's hard to say who's the second favorite here. I think we can all agree Barcelona is the strong favorite to uh, to top the group. 
you know, maybe P- Tottenham or International or Inter next. Can well, let's go Tottenham. Can Tottenham finish first in this group? I don't think they'll finish first. I definitely, I think they'll push United right till the last game for that top spot. Um, you know, Tottenham's Who? pretty excited. Huh? United. Sorry, did I say United? Yeah. Apologies. I think they'll push Barcelona for the top spot, probably down to the last game. Uh, but I just don't think Tottenham quite have the depth at the moment to sort of cope with the demands of the Premier League, um, the the League Cup that's coming up as well, um, and and especially this competition as well. They both demand, you know, the Premier League and the I've gone blank and the Champions League demand so much. Um, so they, I think they're going to have to rotate their players, and they don't quite have the depth and quality to to cope on that front. Um, mm. But saying that, they are a quality team. All of their players are, you know, at the peak of their career. Um, so I think I think they're the second favorite, um, and and definitely could test Barca on on their day. Um, you know, you saw what Tottenham did to Real Madrid last year at Wembley. They took them. You know, Real went on to win the competition, and, and they, you know. They uh, they beat them at Wembley and I think they held them to a draw at the Bernabeu. Yeah, am I wrong? Yes, I was. Uh, no, no, you're right. You are right. Yeah. So look, I don't think they'll win it, um, but I think they'll um, they'll they'll finish second. Yeah. Lucky yeah. any Well, I mean, I guess I'll um before I ask you a question. I mean, yeah, I think that I think Barcelona will will I think be top like like clear clear top. Um, yeah, see, even even PSV, you know, they're back in the Champions League, you know, a once mighty uh, side. Uh, you know, obviously, as, as much like Club Brewers, deserving to be there. And they've had a fantastic season last year. So, again, you know, it's... I feel like they... I feel like PSV, you know, they wouldn't have enough to, you know, challenge Barca. But, you know, on their day, could potentially take take all three points off either a Tottenham or... And Inter, I mean, we've seen Tottenham have already been complacent this year in the league, uh, losing last weekend to Watford. So, but then in saying that, Inter have bought fantastically well uh, in the off season. Uh, that midfield now, you know, uh, Nyingland's in there, and you know they've still managed to hold. I've just forgot the striker's name, Icardi, um, having Icardi in there now. Oh, in there now. He's been there for a while now. Uh, so, I mean, Inter are, are, are every shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like we said, it probably is the group of death. But uh, Lockie, who do you see your top two being, mate? Uh, I probably got the the predict what probably I guess the most people would predict in Barcelona and Spurs. Um, Spurs play Inter first up at Inter. I uh, I struggle to see Spurs not getting out of there with at least a point. And I would expect them to at least get the get the result against them against Inter and PSV at home. So look, I, I see Tottenham probably topping the group, and Barcelona just behind them in second. What? Yeah. <laughs> he's loves he loves the controversy. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea aren't going to sell really anyone. Yeah. I just quietly, Barcelona are my favourite for the for the whole thing. To be honest, really? Yeah, mm. I think they're um. He's got his squad that he wants there, Valverde. Um, and did you? I think they. I can't even remember the name of the poor club that they ripped to shreds um, a few days ago. I think they Huesca. won eight. Yeah, eight two or something like that. They're just playing ridiculous football. Um, you know, admittedly, I'm not. I'm not all too familiar with how you know 
good Huesca are. Well, mate, they um, just got like, promoted. Yeah. Give them, give them a break. Yeah, so Barca's going to win the Champions League because they battered a, a promoted side recently. Yeah, but that's side. what, but that's what champions. That's what winning teams do. They have no mercy on the other teams and they tear them to shreds. This is a, a you know a professional you know La Liga team. Then they're not there to be, just be rolled over. They're there for the competition and Barcelona ripped them to shreds. That's what the best teams in the world do. Yeah, right. But, and, and, and because of that one win, you think they're going to win the whole thing? No, but I've, just, I've said from the start that they've signed well. They look promising. They're well gelled together. I've, it's Barcelona. I think they're a strong chance to win the win it. Okay. Okay. Well, um, Ollie, do you want to talk to us to uh, Group C, my friend? Ah, Group C. Group C. Yes. So, Group C consists of PSG, Napoli. This is up there with another group of death. This is, yep. I argue, just as big a group of death. Mm. Or, yeah, almost, I guess for... And then, you yeah, the final one is um, Red hey, Star. Felt... What? Is it my group, you... or are you doing it? I was just going to say, I, I am going to let you say it, but I think this is more a group of death than that last group, because I don't know if you've ever Googled uh, Red Star Belgrade and seen what their fans are like. Um, well, going there would not be fun. But yeah, carry no, on. It would be an intimidating environment to, to play in. But, yeah, look, um, PSG have, you know... They're going to tip so many resources into this competition. It's you know they've invested heavily since you know they've had their takeover, and obviously they've how many years in a row have they won league on now? Mm. It's something oh, ridiculous. Yeah, so it's obviously it's obviously you know for them to be the European royalty, they need this this Champions League title that's eluded them for so long. Um, you know, and you've got you know the which attacking three would you rather? You know, Sadio Salah. And Bobby versus a Mbappe, Neymar, and Cavani. Um, that it's it's a mouthwatering fixture. I think the first one is, uh, I think the first matchup is Liverpool, PSG at Anfield. If I'm correct. Yep. Yep. That is correct. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's that's it's going to be really interesting this group as well. And obviously you can't look over Napoli. Uh, they're no rollover at all. Taking it to Juve for the majority of the last season in Serie A there. Um, but I think they do seem to struggle away from home as well, and and they have lost, you know, the key players in Jorginho and and obviously the coaching staff as well, with um yeah, with Carlo Sarri. Ancelotti's, yeah, exactly. So he's you know he's no pushover, um. So he'll he'll bring something you know, very exciting to this group, um. And and Red Star Belgrade, you know, in terms of their style of play, I'm I'm not again too familiar with it, um. But obviously, the you know, playing in that type of environment is really going to intimidate teams. Um, you know, so you know they're going to have to be um, at their very best. All the other teams when they when they turn up to to Serbia to play Red Star. Um, but yeah, look close to a, a a group of death, probably arguably one of the the tougher ones. Um, but I, I guess progressing for me, I think it's going to be. PSG Liverpool, but it will be very, very tight. I think um, I think Napoli will be well up there, and again, that one will probably go to the last day. Yeah, okay. Lockie, mate, your thoughts? Uh, look, I've got Liverpool going out in the group stage. Oh, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get this guy off. <laughs> Seriously. Why does nah, he have the balls to oh, say hold that? On, I hold on, just hold on. Two... I'm just hold no. on. Who did Chelsea draw? Oh, we've already won the. We've already won the. I can't say it. So my eyes are terrible these days. I just can't seem to see where Chelsea is here, mate. But yeah, anyway, moving on. Sorry, carry on. Uh, um, no, look. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, uh, I think Liverpool, bar their bar another mistake from their goalkeeper, 
um, should 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 go through com- well not comfortably, but I'd say uh, with Paris Saint Germain, um, Napoli probably that that first um, game away were probably I think their toughest fixture. Um, I think Klopp will probably play a bit more conservative um, at PSG away, just because they won't want to concede um, too many. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say that Liverpool and, and PSG to go through. Interesting. Well, bar, I bar, barring if they if they keep Allison in goals, Allison will definitely be in goals. And just just <laughs> on that quickly, just on that Lachlan. Okay, the blokes made like twenty. Eight saves this season, and no one said anything. Okay, he's only conceded one goal. All right, yeah, it was it was a ridiculous moment, but I am not in the slightest bit worried whatsoever. Like, no, no under no right. circumstance am I worried. Okay, all right. Everyone said everyone said similar things about uh, Van Dyke when he made one or two mistakes. Mate, the bloke's the cheapest seventy-five million a club has ever spent, and the obviously obviously the only club to spend that sort of money on a defender. But he has been an absolute bargain. Okay, Allison bargain already. Okay, I am, um, I, I laughed at it more anything. So, um, it's one mistake. I don't think anyone thinks this is going to be a recurring thing. No, it it won't, and it's fine. Like, I'm I'm not worried. His dis- his distribution has been phenomenal so far. Yeah. He realized he realized games. that he that he fucked up, and he said he's going to learn from it. And to a game, you know, it's good that he got it out of his system early, and we still came away with the point. So you know, yeah, but it's on. fine. The bloke hits, the bloke hits bottle caps from forty five yards. So yeah, I don't want him to. Matter. I don't want him to cut it out of his game. I just want him like obviously just got to be a little bit more smarter about it in that yeah, moment. Sure. It, it's anyway, oh. carry on. Uh, but yeah, no. All I'll say about this group, um, I mean, on a Liverpool front, I think they definitely. I think we, sh- I think we, we, we more than have the depth uh, to get through. Uh, the only thing with, I mean, I'd think Liverpool and, and PSG would get through here, but with Napoli, is that the in how Napoli take the Champions League this year will be completely dependent on how they're going in the league. If they're up the top. Okay, then they'll then they'll tank the Champions League, but if they're struggling, which they already are, well then league success right now I feel is a whole lot more important to Napoli, obviously yeah. just losing the league last year to Juve, uh, than the so, Champions League right now. Sorry, where um, are they sitting now? Uh, I okay, I'll pull. Not up. like off the top of your head. I'm not asking for. I thought oh, you knew God. it. Sorry. No, you're all right. You're all right. I should have I should have had it over my policy. So they're already fifth here. They've they've already they've already lost a game. Okay, so look, they're already. I know it sounds stupid, but they're they they're already three points three points behind Juve. Um, so they can't afford to. It's like it's it's almost it's it's like Liverpool with City this year. Liverpool can't uh, can't afford to skip a beat if they want to try and win the league this year. And yeah. Napoli obviously coming so close last year, they can't afford to skip a beat whatsoever. So, uh, you know, dependent on. On that, and I've, this is something I've spoken about with our old friend Matt, who was a big uh, Napoli fan. He said the same thing: that uh, how they go will be dependent on how they're traveling in the Champions League. But uh, next that's group, very interesting. Yeah, next group, Group D. Uh, I think it's close your eyes and try and randomly pick two teams here. Uh, so I think we can we, we can get through this one rather quickly. 
Locomotive Moscow. I'll say that's, uh, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Uh, you know, someone that's uh, in the Champions League recently, into the Champions League. So, you know, first first tournament in there in a while. So that could go anyway for them. Porto, I mean, we've seen Porto in the Champions League for years now. Uh, probably haven't, definitely haven't uh, performed to their peak. Uh, so Schalke for me, it, it's it, this. This is interesting because it's it's three teams. I mean, Schalke did finish second last year in the Bundesliga. Uh, had a a bit of a return to form in terms of the German, the German league. But Galatasaray as well was of course involved in that ridiculous title race. I think it fell down to between four sides on the last day. Uh, so again, it's it's almost like, you know, I think I feel like Lokomotiv will just be you know not happy to be there, but you know, they're they're there, so they'll try and you know, enjoy the most of it. Uh, I can't see them going. I can't see them getting out of the group, but I feel like between Porto, Schalke and Galatasaray, I don't know what you boys think, but I kind of feel like they, they, there could be some fantastic games here because they're three clubs that are dying to prove that they belong in the Champions League and that they can, you know, bring it in the Champions League. So uh, that, for me, I I couldn't be. I'd like to think that it would be Porto and Schalke, but you just don't know. You try going to Turkey these days away, it's carnage. So uh, I don't know mm. about you boys. No, mate, I think you summed it up perfectly. I think the most exciting thing for me is that, yeah, because it's, you know, pick it out of a hat, it, it makes it exciting from from a neutral point of view um, mm. to see which team, you know, taking that top spot um, and maybe copying, a, you know, the, the second from another group, um, you know, being that could be, you know, like an Ajax or something. Um, it definitely sets the tone for them to really push on and they could be one of the darker horses that, you know, take it further in this competition. Mm. Uh, but yeah, with, with these types of groups, you, you never know what you're going to get. In saying that, sorry, Lachlan, before I ask you just quickly, uh, or do you have anything different to, different to add there? Or? Oh, no, not really. I mean, besides, I mean, Schalke play Porto first, so I guess if Galatasaray were going to get through, you'd hope that, I guess they'd hope for a draw to, to take points off each other sort of thing. But um, mm. yeah, not yeah, uh, you'd, you'd think that Schalke and Porto would go through. Okay, yeah, well, just you know, just something that's come to the top of my head now. I guess it's something to consider as well, Ollie, when mm. we were talking about Club Bruges before, uh, PSV, even someone like a team like Red Star, uh, Locomotive Moscow, who's just been back. These teams that you know aren't normally in the Champions League, is that third place is still? I guess even looking at this group for Locomotive, third place would be a phenomenal effort for Red Star. The same because third place obviously gets you into the Europa League. So mm, definitely takes you down, whereas fourth doesn't. So, although you know, there you know, it'd be fantastic to get through the group, but I think as well for these, le- you know, no, I say lesser, so smaller clubs within the Champions League, that you know, playing European football or earning European football after Christmas would be a fantastic result as well. So you know, it would always give them something to try and play for, even if they it looks like they're not going to get out of the group. If that makes sense, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, Oli, mate, uh, Group E? Mm. Yeah, Group E, um, you've got Bayern, Benfica, Ajax, and AEK, unless there's a different AEK, way to pronounce yeah. It. Yeah, cool. Um, you know, pot one entrance every year. Bayern always seems to get a, a nice, comfortable group with minimal competition, but that always adds to the pressure on them. They haven't won it since 2012-2013 was their last title, uh, their last uh, Champions League. Um, so, you know, they've been given a great platform to start. Um, you've got Ajax in there as well, proved worth. I think they've they come back after four years out of the Champions League. Yeah. Um, they, they did quite well in, you know, making the Europa final, um, not last year, the year before. 
exciting team to watch. Everyone knows what what Ajax can bring to the table. Um, they've got quality players in in Zayich as well there. Um, so it's it's an interesting group. Benfica, um, again from from the Portuguese side. You know, they could you know they stink of an upset as well there. Maybe pulling points off Bayern and then you know making the group a little bit more even. Come towards the latter latter mm. games of the um, of the group. But yeah, that that one looks very straightforward for Bayern, and I think they need you know that a bit of momentum behind them to be able to push on and 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 keep going you know far in this competition. Um, what about yeah, you okay. guys? Yeah, well, I might. Well, Lachlan, I'll ask you a question here. Um, in regards to Bayern, you know, I mean, over the last couple of seasons in the Champions League, they've been a bit of a bridesmaid. Like they've gotten there in terms, of, you know, quarterfinals, semifinals, but. Uh, we, we spoke about it the other week, uh, me and Ollie spoke about it, that they, I don't know, they kind of like lack the punch when like, you know, the going really gets tough. Mm. So even though this group looks like a bit of a, I think we can agree, a race for second place, I mean, Bayern should get through this group in, in first spot. How important is it still for Bayern to hit their straps from the get-go and play every game like, like it's a must-win? You know, in terms of getting, just, just like, as Ollie said, building that momentum to get once so once they get to the you know the tougher end of the stage then they they've already been firing that makes sense yeah no definitely i think it's going to be you know crucial if bayern want to make a serious go of it this year um with you know even when we're looking through all these groups you don't see you know we see teams that aren't as good but i mean any team that they play that's going to finish second is still going to be high quality opposition you know if you look at you know group c you know if 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 Paris Saint-Germain finished second, you know, you know that could be a, a tough first match out of the group stage. So, look, I think they're going to really have to to knock to knock out Benfica and and Ajax to really sort of prove to everyone that they're they're going to make a serious goal of it. Um, otherwise, you know, they could see themselves having an early exit again this season. So, mm-hmm. look, it's gonna it's gonna be hard for them. Um, I don't see Benfica or Ajax being in an easy game. Um, but yeah, look, if if they were to have a serious crack at it, they're gonna to have to, to to sort of sort of prove to everyone that they're they're gonna have a real go this season. Um, yeah, they've always seemed that the the bigger clubs get the better of them. Obviously, you know yeah. they always comfortably qualify. Um, but when it comes to the likes of like a Real Madrid, they always seem to buckle and, and crumble. Um, you know, I think last year Bayern, you know, in the games that they played Madrid, Bayern actually played a lot better than them. But Madrid was still able to get the upper hand and. And, and qualify over them. So it's something that, you know, that Bayern team has been missing for a while. So I think a huge start in the group is essential to carry over that momentum with the confidence to come up against teams like, a, you know, a Man City or a, or a Juventus who we know are just going to, you know, be coming at them in, with flying colours. For sure, for sure. Well, um, yeah, as we said, definitely it's a, a race for second place, you'd assume, in that group. Well, looking on to Group F here, and I do apologise. I did mention earlier that it was Schalke that finished second in the, in the German Bundesliga last year, but of course it was Hoffenheim. Uh, so I do apologise there. I've corrected myself uh, once I've looked at these groups here. Uh, but this group, uh, same again. Uh, I guess it's not... Yeah, you'd say the same again almost for uh, for Man City here. I, I don't know. Tell me if you think differently. Uh, but I think this is, this is definitely a race for second place. Uh, and three teams that are that are strong enough to get out of the group. I mean, three teams that can, you know, Shakhtar, Leon, Hoffenheim. Not that not that I think they have enough to beat City, but you know they can definitely take points off each other. Uh, so, 
but for City as well, I feel that you know they have to get they this year. You know, I, I don't know if any of us have watched that. I mentioned it the other week the All or Nothing documentary about their season last year. And have you, you watched know, how, that? Have you? I watched. Oh, mate, absolutely. Honestly, even as a, as oh, a mate, Liverpool I've never fan, heard you talk about it. Absolutely phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. No, so that was a joke because I didn't. But... I know. I know. But I'm going to say it again anyway. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, a must watch. But just how important the, the you know how much emphasis they're putting on the Champions League now. Same thing. I feel they need to like, you know, six games. They need to almost like you know three points every week. You know because yeah. same thing happened last year. They kind of they were doing fine in the Champions League, and then they came up against a you know a rampant Liverpool, and they struggled. So I don't know about you boys. Um, how do they're you much. See that group they're now? much. They're much like a PSG in that they've invested heavily, won the league. Um, obviously, they haven't won it as many times as. PSG, but that league's not nowhere near as competitive. Um, but yeah, look, they've got Pep, you know, the the big um, Hollywood manager. They've got the squad for it. You know, they have they have all the tools and resources that they need to go on and and win this competition. Um, but whether or not they can do it is a whole a whole another question. Obviously, they're grouped with Shakhtar again, who uh, who I think snagged the, their second loss of the season last year against City. Um, so Shakhtar know how to take it to them, albeit that City played, you know, a much weakened squad. I think it, I think it was, it didn't really matter at that point. Um, but still, you know, like you said, they, they, they should be expecting to win every single game, um, because obviously later down the track they're going to come up against the stronger teams and, and really test them. Um, so it's it, it's do or die for City. Um, but but with that, I had a question for you boys. If anyone can answer, um, you know, if City don't win the Champions League. What happens? What happens then? You know, you know, he's had ample time to improve, pull in the squad he needs. He's been given unlimited funds. Is if if City don't win the Champions League, or at least make the final, is there going to be any changes in management there or within the squad? What what happens? Because their squad is phenomenal on paper. Oh, that's tough. Uh, look, I, I was skeptical of Aguero coming into this season but he's proven me dead wrong um so look i don't know about a change in management i don't see that happening but i feel like if if they can't get to the final or or win the champions league this this season they maybe you know they look to move aguero on and bring in those younger players into the squad um that's definitely an option i think and um and, and i guess it sort of depends for them as well as um de bruyne coming back but i presume that he'll be back there when they get towards the latter stages of the tournament um i don't think there being any major changes um in management or anything like that if they don't if they don't get to the final no i don't see that happening do you think do you think the the board will be patient with pep or will they demand you know much more success because you know pep is the manager for his his system has proved to work the the ball playing beautiful football style it works you know they they broke the premier league record you know, there's no, there's no reason why they they can't win the Champions League. But if it doesn't happen, yeah, I just, I can't, I don't understand what's gonna, what's going to happen or what, what changes there. It's a, it's a strange one. It's an interesting one, really. I don't think much will change. Uh, I, yeah, I, I do agree with Lachlan. You know, maybe you know, Aguero's, you know, arguably their greatest player. You know, City, their modern era, at least. But um, oh yeah, I, I he, you know, yeah, they may move him on, maybe, maybe not, but. You know they're they're trying to build a dynasty, and you know we're looking at Barca who who built a dynasty and they, you know they didn't win the Champions League every year, so you know but they just 
I, I, yeah, they did change. I, I, they did change managers. I can understand that, but maybe Pep wanted to move on, and obviously the the Tito uh, cancer and so on. But um, yeah, look, I, I don't think anything will change. No, I do it. No, I don't think anything will change. I think they just keep keep you know, pushing on. Yeah, keep pushing on. Keep pushing on. So, um, no, they'll be fine. Uh, so, uh, Ollie, mate, uh, Group G. Group G. Group G, you've got Real Madrid, Roma, Siske, Moscow, and... Ooh, I have no idea how to pronounce this one, but I'm going to have a crack. Plazen. 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 Yeah, you got to say it with a bit of a... You know, Plazen. Plazen. Is that... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where are they from? I'm not. I um, can't say I'm familiar with them whatsoever. The Czech, the Czech league. Ah, thank you. Yeah, well, uh, Group G looks pretty again. One horse race. Um, Real Madrid obviously losing Ronaldo. The squad's too deep for them to to struggle with this type of competition. Um, they'll they'll push through, and yeah, I I still see Madrid being you know strong favourites to go and make the final as well, even though I think Barca will take it. Madrid will be right up there as well with them. Roma will be playing with a lot of confidence, making the semi-finals last year, only to fall short to, again, a ramp at Liverpool, who probably should have won it last year, but anyway. They've lost two big pe- two big players, but... Who did they lose? Nine Golan and... Oh, Alisson. Sorry, yeah. Alisson. Not that they haven't, not they haven't, you know, filled the gap, uh, filled the void. They've, they they saw mm. something like 20 players and bloody stupid. Mm. Mm, um, definitely. Yeah, but the likes of, you know, Pleasant will be ecstatic to be there. Again, a chance at um you know, grabbing Europa League. Um and, and obviously get they get a trip to the to the Bernabeu as well. So it's really exciting for them, their fans. Yeah, but again, it looks it looks pretty straightforward, but you just never know what's gonna happen. Oh well you don't think that I oh Lockie, I don't know about you, but uh well Lockie's been there, Lockie's visited the place. Uh and you know, from from all stories, uh, Siesco Moscow is not the easiest place in the world to go to, especially if they go there smack bang in the middle of winter. Uh, so I wouldn't. Uh, I I'd I'd say yes, Madrid and Roma should, but don't be surprised if Moscow get through the group. Yeah, look, I've got um, I've got Moscow play Pleasant uh, first match into the game. I, I'm going to tip Pleasant to get the to get the win in Moscow. They're already uh, they're already seven games into their season and they've won six and sitting top of the Czech league. So I've got, just completely I, disregarded what I said then. Yeah, Thanks, completely disregard what you said. <laughs> um, uh, and look, I've got them top of the group come the first fixture. In 15 days' time, I've got Pleasant topping the, the group with. Uh, Madrid and Roma tying in that first one. So, but uh, ultimately, I'd, I'd I'd say I would say that uh, Madrid and Roma comfortably walk through that group. Okay, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll jump onto the last group and a very mouth-watering group, that's for sure. Probably one of the the ties of the round. Maybe not in terms of uh, playing styles and how either side are playing, but obviously the history involved with one Cristiano Ronaldo and Manchester United. Uh, now, before I'll pass on to you boys, I'm going to say United won't get through the group. Have to uh, agree. Don't, and that's that's no sort of bias or anything uh, towards Manchester United. I just think the way they're playing right now, um, and I think Valencia are, are a fantastic side, uh, and even tougher place to go to. Uh, so I think Juve, I think Juve top this group, and I think United will meekly battle Valencia. Second spot, 
Um, but in saying that, it'll be interesting to see, you know, Ronaldo yet to get going, yet to get on the score sheet. Something like 26 shots or something. Uh, 26, 25 shots to uh, to Noah Mass in the goals department. Um, but yeah, I think that... Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to go... No, I won't. No, that's outrageous. I was going to go United to finish last, but there's, I think young boys might be down the bottom there. So, uh, you boys? Yeah, Ronaldo coming back to Old Trafford is... is is very enticing. Um, hopefully, he's he's already firing by the time that that happens, which I'm sure he will be. Um, but yeah, look, I think it's going to be very tough for for United in the way that things have unfolded with Jose, um, and you know, with the way that they're playing and the recent performances that they've put out, they're not going to get away with with that type of quality. They'll be punished against the likes of of a Juventus. Um, and, and even a Valencia who will be up for it as well. So I think Jose's got a lot of work to do on his hands, especially with this group and as well as the demands of the Premier League as well. It might it might all unravel for him. It looks like it, it will, but you never know. He, he is the masterclass at stringing together results. And But, um, you know, I think it might all just be a little bit too much for, for old mate Jose. Fair enough. Lachlan, mate, to finish up there? Yeah, look... Um... As much as United aren't doing so well in the Premier League, I'd like to think Mourinho will get them firing for Champions League football. Um, I, I put them in Juventus to go top clear through quite quite comfortably, and United probably just scrape through um, just past Valencia. So yeah, nothing nothing too drastic there. Fair enough. Well, uh, look, that wraps up our Champions League, boys. We will jump straight in, and great thoughts there, great words. I'm sure we'll see in the coming weeks so how it all breaks down. I'm sure we'll be talking about it in the not-too-distant future. Now, we've been lucky enough to uh, be sent through... We have four uh, questions here this week, and uh, I'm going to start with... Uh, it's on, on our slide here. It's our last one, and it comes from one Matthew Vidiello, our old friend. He listens every single week, believe me. Uh, thank you, Matthew, uh, as always. Now, there's this whole saga on going on at the moment in regards to Declan Rice... West Ham, uh, West Ham football player, born in London, uh, spent his time at Chelsea and West Ham uh, in the youth system before, obviously making a jump up into the first team with uh, with West Ham. Now he spent his whole youth career representing West Ham at 16s, 17s, 19s, and under 21s level, and has now played three caps for the Republic of Ireland. Now it is rumoured that he is going to switch allegiances somehow and. Uh, come back across to England. Apparently, people have been getting in his ear, and it looks like he could be, you know, turning back to his English roots. Uh, the reason for him playing for Ireland is uh, his grandparents uh, originate from Cork in Ireland, so hence him representing Ireland. Now, the question Matt has, and you know, because it's something that does get brought up, the rules change. You know, it almost seems every couple of years. But Matt wants to know: Do you think you need to be born in the in the country you play for? Who are you asking? I'm asking both of you, uh, and I'll ask you first, Oliver. Thank you. Um, it is a it is an interesting one. I'm going to say, look, I I think no, you don't have to be born in the country that you play for. Um, you look at the likes of Daniel Arzani. I think he was is Irani. Is he Iranian? Yes. Yes. Irani. Irani. Is that is that wrong? Iranian. Oh, there you go. Iranian. Um, but obviously on, came mate, I'm here. Irani. Yeah, whatever. Came here at a young age. 
um, and obviously played his football here. Um, and the cult, you know, he developed you know, the Australian culture. He's an Australian kid, um, so hence why that's why he throws on the jersey. Um, so it, it uh, for him to then stand up and and be called up for for the Iranian national team, um, it, it just wouldn't really make sense. He so I I think there is a bit of controversy around it. I don't think you should have to be born in that country but there should be some limitations as to you know the the amount of time that you spent in the country um you know where you played your first football um it's that's a, it's a, it's a strange one but i'm going to i think no you you don't have to be born there um but there you know there should be some other legalities to it nice nice lock mate yourself no look i i, I like the rule where you know um wherever you, i think wherever you play your first uh, like a, I don't think you necessarily have to be born in the country you play for, but I, I, I don't think once you've been capped, then I think that's who you, that's who you have to stick with. I don't I don't like where you know you play for a, uh, uh, you know like a young soccer is or you to play you know in the, the young and England under nineteens and then and then and then change countries. I don't like I don't like that. Um, so I think it, it it's not really necessarily where you're born, but where you sort of grow up and play and, and play your junior football, I think should be the determining factor, not necessarily where you're born. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, um, look, we'll move on to our next question here. And um, Ollie, it's, uh, I'll ask you first, and it comes from Harry Falchi. Uh, so we're going to have to cut down the questions just for our time. Um, Harry Falchi wants to know, uh, thoughts on how West Ham can turn it around? I think it's a matter... Personally, just quickly, I think it's just a matter of time and uh, letting like, you know the chemistry develop and uh, you know the, the, the players starting to gel because you know, they've obviously signed a lot of players from different areas, different leagues, different languages. Uh, so, yourself? Yeah, no, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, you know, new management, a whole whole heap of new players that have come in. These things take time to, to, to develop. You know, you've got players in there that have never played in the Premier League before, like a Felipe Anderson. Um, it, it, these things do take a while. You know, you look at Arsenal, they lost their first two games, albeit that's a different um, that's a different ball game when you're talking about a club the size of Arsenal. But essentially, West Ham t- are going through the same thing. You know, Pellegrini's going to want to bring in his own style of play. Let's not forget that Pellegrini's won the Premier League with Manchester City before, so he, he's no pushover. He knows exactly what he's doing, so he's going to need that time to implement his style and, and develop the players in into the style that he wants. Um, I think I, I saw a, um, a bit of a chat going on between Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville saying that, you know, once you know things are going to go wrong for a team in transition... Mm-hmm. The worst thing that the manager can do is then flip on, flip on his principles and his morals and what he's been trying to pump into those players for so long. Obviously, it's not working now, but these things take time. The worst thing for him to do is then backtrack and then and and change his approach to the game. Um, so once he does that, the players he'll lose the trust of the players, and then they'll stop playing for him, and it'll be be a shamble. So I think Pellegrini will have to stick to what he knows, implement you know his style. You know he he knows what he's doing. He's played the English game before. Um, it's just a matter of time. That's right. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. And uh, we'll lock on. I'll I'll ask you the last of our questions here. As I said, we are slightly pressed for time, and uh, you know there's you know a bit of talk about Watford, and uh, you know are we looking at a repeat of uh, of Leicester? Um, but well, the question here from uh, at the impact sub. Uh, wants to know is when will Watford lose their first game? 
in the Premier League and you know will it come against a smaller side or you think a bigger side mm, yeah it's, I like the Watford Leicester comparisons the um, that they're on the exact same points I think or more points or the same sort of similar statistics as Leicester in their season so it's interesting to see um, look I see them beating United this weekend um, funnily enough so next weekend yeah, sorry, after the international break. Um, oh, and then they've got Fulham, uh, Arsenal, Bournemouth. Look, funnily enough, I think they could beat United and get a result against Fulham. I th- think the Gunners, come the 30th, um, I think the Gunners would be the team to beat them at ho- away from home. But look, uh, look they're, they're having a strong season so far. I like... Um, you know, Deeney's firing and Capu uh, and a few of the other blokes. Pereira's get, been get, phenomenal. Yeah, it? just some great for your fantasy. Um, mm. <laughs> look, yeah, uh, I think Arsenal. But I think between now and then, I think it's going to be all Watford, if I'm honest, boys. Yeah, no, no I, I tend to agree. I think, I think they can definitely get a result uh, against against uh, United. That's for sure. Well, uh, look, we, uh, we, will, we will press on now. And uh, to finish up the show, we're back on the quiz. So uh, without further ado, Lachlan, I'll pass you over for the quiz, my friend. All right, yes, it's time for the quiz. Boys, are you ready? I'm ready, brother. We're ready. I think we haven't done, we haven't done a football quiz without a name. Uh, but a football quiz nonetheless for a while. So it's exciting stuff. Ah, uh, yes. It's exciting stuff. The quiz. Tonight's, so, uh, tonight's quiz is going to be a Premier League-based quiz. Uh, since we're on the international break, we're not going to do the international break. We're going to do the Premier League quiz. Uh, okay. All right. Right Buzzers? on the alley. Buzzers. Uh, for Joseph, you're going to yell out birthday boy. Are you serious? Yep. Go on. Test your buzzer. Birthday boy. Lovely. That's too long. No, that's too bad. And for Oliver, you're going to yell out. Uh, What's your uh, fantasy team's name? Chicken Tikka Masala. That's it. Done. Oh, that's too long. I'll just go Chicken Tikka. All right, done. T- is it Tiki or Tikka? Tikka. Ah, Tikka. Chicken Tikka. All tikka. right, here we go. Question one, right. you ready? Go. Who has 320 Premier League appearances but no England caps? Oh, fuck. Um... Current player. Plays for a team we have discussed. 300. Oh, oh. Alright, for time, we will give you a hint. He plays for West Ham. Chicken Ticker. Birthday boy. Chicken Ticker, what is it? Is it Mark Noble? Correct. I was about to say that. Oh, oh mate, too slow. Thanks for the hint, Lockie. Right. <laughs> I think we were both too slow then. <laughs> right, one point, Ollie. Here we go. Question. All right. Question two: Who is the all-time leading goal scorer for Fulham in the Premier League? Chicken Tigger. Yep. It's got to be Mitrovic. He's on fire. 
Nope, not Mitrovic. <laughs> no. So you a... think the leading goal scorer in Premier League history? Oh, I was a piss goals. take answer, you dickhead. <laughs> um, um, ah, jeez, I don't even know. Um, I'll go Clint Dempsey. Correct. Espo- oh, oh, out of nowhere. It's a bingo. It's a bango. It's a bango. <laughs> Woo! That was out of nowhere. Yeah, we're locked at one all. Yeah, well done. All right, question three. So, the George Boateng is the leading Dutch player with most appearances in the Premier League. Can you name the player with the second highest amount of appearances all time in the Premier League? Dutch player. I'll give you a hint. He's a striker. Yep, Tikka Masala. No, that was me. That was Bullshit. me. Bullshit. I said, I said yep first. I just forgot my buzzer. No, it doesn't matter. Bullshit. You have to say your buzzer. Dirk Coit. No, I spoke wrong. Oh. Is it Van Persie? No. Oh. But the right team. Or one of. Duh, yep, oh, got it. Masala. Masala. Digger Masala. Bullshit. Fuck off. You can't answer it. That's why you're wrong. Oh. Oh, Jesus. I got no idea. Dutch. They scored an you know absolute, absolute oh, worldly. Oh, Bergkamp. Oh, Bergkamp. Yeah, Dennis Bergkamp. That's it. That's <laughs> all. Yes, get in. Yeah. Get in. Fuck. Okay. Dennis Bergkamp. In. Okay, two Can under. I... Two under, Espo. Can we watch the language there, Ollie? Sorry, I'm just <laughs> revved up. <laughs> all right, boys. Get your, get your buzzers ready because both of you will want to answer this one quick. Who was... For this season... Who was Liverpool's first goal scorer? Chicken Ticker. Oh, birthday boy. Sorry, Bullshit. No, and wrong. No, you're wrong. It was Mohamed Salah. Correct. Two all. Who against? It was Locked West Ham. Salah scored first, 19th minute. Mm. Okay, this is a true or false question. First buzzer gets in. Man United under Sir Alex Ferguson, have never lost a Premier League game at Old Trafford where they have been ahead at half-time. Birthday boy. False. Ollie? I'll just go true then. True it is. Gotcha. 3-2. 3-2, Okay. How's Ollie up 3-2? I was just up 3-1. No, you won't. No, you won't. You got the most Salah one wrong. Oh, 2-1, yeah. Yep. Right. So, yep. So, hold on. Score check, 3-2. That's where yep. you're down. Okay, now question number six. Who has missed the most Premier League penalties at 11, but has also scored 56 of them? Previous past player. Birthday boy. Yep. Steven Gerrard? Nope. Frank Lampard. Negative. Birthday boy? Yep. James Milner? No, not Liverpool player. Tika Masala? Yep. Henri? No. <sighs> I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with the movie Goal. Birthday boy? Yep. Alan Shearer? <sighs> Correct. Well in. So, all right, locked it up at 3 all. I was about to say Gavin Harris then. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, question number seven. 
Who is Southampton's kit provider this season? Tiki Masala. Right there, boy. It is. No. Oh, bro. Who? Lock, you got to tell it who. Uh, he got, got it wrong first. anyway. Anyway, no. It's Ollie. Ollie got in. Um, I was definitely first. Well, you no, said you it weren't. wrong anyway. Ollie can't just say yep and then he gets it. I no, said Tiki. Said... Anyway, you said... is it Under Armour? Correct. 4 3. Esper Umbro is incorrect. This blog's out here saying hey and getting it. What a lot of rubbish. <laughs> Banker. Okay. Oh, okay. Alright. That, that wasn't really needed. <laughs> this season, James Madison signed for which club for 20 Yep, Ollie. I mean, Tikka Masala. Yes. Um, Leicester. Correct. Ooh, what's that? Four? Yeah, I'm blowing him out of the water now. <laughs> no, you haven't. It's 5 3. 5 3. Good stuff. Okay. Back to West Ham. What is West Ham's average attendance this season? Now, it is multiple choice. It's 36,000, 46,000, 56,000, or 66,000. Tiki Masala. Yep. 46. Espo? I'll go 36,000. Both wrong. I'll give someone else a chance to go in. Tiki Masala. Birthday boy. Yep. Oh, give, hold on, give it to Ollie just in case he gets offended. Yep. Ollie. 50, 56. Very good. Very good. Is that all right, Ollie? I didn't want you. I wanted you to go first so just in case you got offended. That, <laughs> no, that's that you right, thought he went first. Play by the rules. Is that... That's why I'm winning. I was definitely in first then, but I, I'd hate for you to. You were <laughs> definitely not in first. I definitely was. Fix the delay on your phone, mate, because you weren't. Delay? How about the delay of me putting my fist through your face? <laughs> All right, all right. Last question for the quiz. Yeah, yeah. The Premier League on, quiz. With those skinny arms? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what in your fat ass? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What Cost is... Extra for an extra I'll, 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 I'll go with the closest answer. I'll let Espo go first since you've been complaining the whole time. What is <laughs> Paul Pogba's net worth? That's ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. That's the dumbest question ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a monthly subscriber to uh, networth.com. Um, <laughs> what is Paul Pogba's Can you give me some worth? sort of range? No, you got to have a guess. Oh, this is just, this is just <laughs> stupid. Um, 19 million. Ollie? Mm. Paul Pogba's net worth. 40 mil. And Paul Pogba's net worth is 60 million. So, Ollie, you are the winner for today's quiz. Joseph, you, you go home a loser. No surprise there. No surprise. Ollie, I literally beat you like 8 2 the other week. No, you no surprise. Didn't. No one's topped me in the My quiz for a while. Uh, just because I'm down here, no, just because I'm down here in Melbourne and I got a little bit of lag on my on my phone, you boys up there in Sydney, and I'm the one that cops it for. No, what a load of rubbish. Dude, mate. What a load of rubbish. You jumped in several times when you weren't even first and you still lost. So I shut up. I definitely was first. No, <laughs> that's not true. Well, mate, get the question right. Anyway. Get the question right. That was fun. No, it wasn't. Nearly ended a friendship then. <laughs> Who said we were friends? Ah. Uh, uh. He's getting salty, mm. and his oh. and his his fantasy, his right. fantasy isn't doing well, too too well either. Have you given up on right. that already? 
My fantasy. No, I have investments, my friend. I'm investing. I'd be good. To, okay. I'm excited to see Bilal's wrap this week on fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just wait, mate. Okay. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah. Yours truly's cracked the top four in the on the bench fantasy this season. So. Yeah, mate. Watch and out. Uh, championships aren't won in uh, where? What, what month are we in? September. Okay. <laughs> so the one in pre-season. All right. Well. <laughs> Gentlemen, that wraps up another show. Uh, we wanted to go make it shorter tonight, but we still ended up it going longer. We will work on that. But uh, thank you again, boys. And uh, same time, same place next week. We will talk to you then. Sounds good. All right, yeah, ciao.